Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 137. How are you doing? Thank you for joining us. Ow, that hurt my lips to do. <laughs> the fuck you do to your lips? I have a cold, so my Ow. lips are very dry and chappy. That's a symptom of your cold? Well, from blowing my nose so damn much, my lips have dried out. So, if I don't keep them in a constant state of chapstickness, uh, basically, I went to eat a bagel sandwich yesterday, and my lip like ripped open, and I've been going ever since. Oh. Jim, you have the most unique side symptoms of other things. Oh, I do. I, my body's a wonderland, as always. But speaking of wonders, I have to give a big shout out to our guests from last week, Michelle from Petey's Power Hour and Dan from Console Wars. Thank you so much once again for coming on. Sharing stories, yeah. Michelle for being the voice of reason. I can't wait for all of us to drink again in person, and I think there'll need to be some more filming that happens when, so so we can share with the people. Oh god, <laughs> Jim, Do our first IRL stream. <laughs> yeah, Jim. You know what? We're gonna have drunk Jim vision, and we're just gonna tape a GoPro to your head. And everyone can see what your night looks like. Well, I mean, if you want me to get fired from my job in any future projects, I'm sure. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Jim, no one watches this. It's okay. That is a good point. That is, that is the advantage of being a YouTube failure. Not as many consequences. All, all of a sudden, that's what blows us up. Yeah, I know, right? That would be the thing. Could be hoisted by my own petard. Damn it. Yeah, no. Thank you once again, Michelle, Dan. Great having you on. Can't wait to drink in person. And Jim, speaking of drinking, what do you have in your glass tonight? I am drinking from the oh, cr- pineapple. Yes, it is from the from Crane Brewing, the Pineapple Weiss. It is a sour ale with pineapple, four point three percent alcohol, out of Crane or where the fuck is this out of? Out of uh, Raytown, Mo is Mo Missouri, Montana? Maybe it's Montana. I re- I don't remember shit from grade school anymore. I don't. I um Montana is my guess. Yeah, probably Montana. Someone will correct us. But yeah, from Raytown, Mo. So yeah, got a big. I mean, I like the art on this. There's a goofy emoji Very cartoony, looking pineapple yeah. right there. Kind of and looks yeah, like the thing. Kind of yeah, in pineapple <laughs> form. So yeah, very. It almost looks like pineapple soda. If you ever had like shit like that or pineapple juice. Did I? Did I not grow? Oh God! Up it either? hurts my cut. Oh, it hurts my cut. <laughs> oh, the citrus Jim, hurts. Jim, did I not grow up in the OC? I know all about pineapple soda. Oh, you sure did. <laughs> oh, it's so good, but it hurts so bad. Uh, well, I am going with an old classic, the Pumpkin Ale from Dogfish Head. One of the first... One of the first beers... Would you say this is one of the first ones where... Our expectations weren't quite met when we first heard about it. Oh, yeah. Back in 2013-ish, like, Dogfish Head's Pumpkin was, like, the pumpkin beer everyone was, like, talking up. And then we got it, and we are like, eh. Yeah, it's... it. It's nowadays, right. I think it is, it is really good. But the way people talked about it back in the day, you would have thought uh, it could have healed Jim's lip. It would have been ridiculous. But... You know, it's a lot. A lot of beers from Dogfish Head had that stigma, or, or I guess, good press. I would say. Yeah. But it's seven percent strong for a pumpkin beer. Actually, on Halloween night when I was out by my brothers, I went through like three of these and a few others. So I was feeling it. But uh, 
yeah, it's it's a solid pumpkin beer. It's very very clear, and very more like lagerish in color. But like I said, it is good if you like dogfish head, then you kind of know what to expect. Yeah, and if you like pumpkins that are like more of like this, pardon me, of like the spice side than like you know like the candy pumpkin flavor kind of side. Yeah, it's exactly. a solid one to go with. All right, Chambers. Uh, sorry to hear your sicky wickies, but uh, actually, I am too right now. I know I'm nasally as fuck because I just have just such a big buildup behind my nose that. Ugh, Bry, get a neti pot. I saw your tweet about that. I have not and probably will not ever do that. Bry, use a neti pot. It fucking works. <laughs> but Jim, I can just handle two or three days of just having to blow my nose. No, and Bry, I don't end let, up with chap lips. Let like the you. water, let the water caress your brain <laughs> like it does me. <laughs> but Jim, you're gonna get bacteria. Oh, pish posh. <laughs> oh, see, you would be the type. You get all these weird side effects for things. You'd be the type that one day you're like, oh, wait, I had to clean a neti pot after every use. Oh, yeah, that and would be my I'll... luck, yeah. <laughs> Jim, you're going to get an amoeba. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I'm already half brain dead, so he'll just finish me off. What if it's like when some people get uh, struck by lightning or go into a coma and come out, and then all of a sudden you're a savant and you can know a new language or you can play the piano? Well, sounds like a. Well, then Mom and Napoleon would be happy that I finally fucking learned the piano. <laughs> Jesus. All that time practicing Amazing Grace as a kid. Jim, do you. If you had to. If you could win a hundred. Or let's say a thousand dollars, but you can't miss a key, do you think you could play that right now? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any song on a piano you think you could? 100%? Um, no. I mean, dude, I haven't touched the piano in years. The most I can do on piano right now is, like, uh, like Mary Had a Little Lamb. Just because, like, <laughs> I figured out digging around with my daughter's little toy ones. And I was like, oh, that's Mary Had a Little Lamb. There we go. So, yeah, <laughs> I can do that. Wait, here's a dumb question. Why didn't they ever make a uh, uh, piano star? Uh, or a piano hero, you know? like. Well, I mean, they had that piano game for the NES. Magical piano, whatever, something or other. With that full right. big ass piano attachment and shit. So I mean, like a legit good game. <laughs> like, I don't know how it is. It might be a good piano teacher for all I fucking know. <laughs> I mean, but, they had the they had the DJ game. They had DJ here. I mean, the closest thing that came to like actually teaching you was that Rocksmith that came out around that same time. Yeah, which was actually pretty cool. Like that was actually really like it sucks it didn't get more popular because it was already like rhythm game burnout by that point. But like, mm -hmm. if you wanted to like learn the basics of how to play an instrument, that was a pretty decent. I well actually you know what's funny and anyone who actually plays piano would probably disagree wholeheartedly but if you made like a full size kind of keyboard you actually probably would learn piano doing that. unlike like guitar hero like I think you would cuz as long, assuming the spacing is correct like if you're getting the No you're not going to learn down, real guitar from guitar hero like Yeah but, no. but I'm saying if you did a piano hero and did it like with a full keyboard you actually would probably know how to play a real piano afterwards no you could do that there's probably apps like that out there that can teach you yeah to walk you through like basic beginner versions where you're just playing like one note at a time then move up the chords and then move up to like you know dynamic yeah. fingering and all that shit hmm. sounds like my high go school ahead years. go ahead <laughs> i was waiting for it as soon as it came out of my mouth but no uh 
I think the easy way they could pull more people in is just do piano covers of like all the songs they already have licenses for. So do rock versions of songs, but just on piano. Yeah, could do that too. So there's a lot of ways you could go about it. Jim, why don't they take my great ideas? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking Stumpy, of I games, got speaking of games, have you been able to play anything this week? Because I know the prior week was slow for you. Um. Well, actually, speaking of my sicky wiki, so I fought off a goddamn cold. Like there's been colds going through my house between my wife and kid for three mm-hmm. weeks now. Fought off, fought off, fought off, fought off, fought off. Last Thursday, I had a gig with my band. Didn't get to bed until like one in the morning. Wake, I wake up at five thirty for work. The day after. One of the games we've both been playing, the Call of Duty release for Vanguard. So we broke tradition because we didn't do it, you know, midnight release of the game, it's release, but we did do the day of release. So we started around 5.30 p.m. Eastern, and with the exception of like an hour break for like dinner and putting our kids to bed, we played until 3 in the morning. Yep. So that was another night straight through where I had like no sleep until the next day. So I think that just like killed my immune system, and then like the fucking cold just rushed in the next day. So, I'll blame that on that. But, yeah, no, so far, that one night I got to play a Vanguard, finally beat a round of Hades, too. Finally, finally survived. <laughs> finally beat it? Finally beat it. <laughs> and so, are you completely done with it now? Actually, what do you got? I was like, oh, you know what? I can go back and do this a couple times. And then, like, my next playthrough, I was, like, using the gloves. And I got to, like, the... I got to... Elysium, like the third stage, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, the seller was there, Charis or Chiron, whatever his name is. And they gave me the option to borrow money from him. You know, basically rob him. And I was like, oh, I'll see what this does. And it turned into just, like, a ridiculous god fight. Like, imagine fighting, like, the war machine from Final Fantasy One. for anyone who knows what that's like. So, I was way not prepared. He burned through all my lives, and I didn't even take a third of his life off him. So, I was like, all right, I can move on to a different game now. See, I never actually went back and did it. So, I didn't even know you could end up fighting him. Yeah, no, they actually unlock even more shit that you can do after you even get through your first one. Hmm. Like, you can add little things to make your life harder, but you get different rewards for doing I it. I saw that, like that, yeah, you burn or, like, so. yeah, I, I do, re- actually, you know what, maybe I did try one time, because I, that does sound familiar, like, yeah, some enemies are tougher or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, then I, you know, I did that one run, and I was like, all right, you know what, I'm done with this. So, I put it away. And then I'm... I, like, the other day I played a tiny bit of, uh, like, I'm on the last level now, this, like, little indie game called Super Star Path, which is, like, a block puzzler slash vertical shoot 'em up So, it's a weird little combo. It's by DYA Games. It's a solid, fun little game. It's only, like, six levels, but they're hard. So, like, you just keep replaying and replaying and replaying them. But, yeah, anything DYA Games does, like, if you see it on sale, pick it up because it's always quality. Like, they did that Strikey Sisters I really like. They did Bot Vice. They did this one, like, horror-themed RPG I haven't touched yet, but... Hmm. Yeah, no, they're a solid little indie company. So yeah, that's basically nice. what I've been up to. Now, Besides uh, getting shit ready for our reviews. Yeah. <laughs> How, uh, so obviously you and I played. Have you been able to play any more Vanguard since that Not night? Not since that first night. Mm. So what do you think of it so far? I thought it was a lot of fun. I like how it's like a return to like a simpler form. Like mm-hmm. they don't have like all the like the card bullshit you're juggling with your character. It's basically, you know. Three kill streaks and, you know, upgrade your gun. Like the old good old days for the most part. I love, yeah. love, love, love patrol mode. Love patrol mode. <laughs> that fucking I'm constantly moving hard point. Brilliant idea. Love it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean for I mean we mostly stuck to team deathmatch domination and patrol, so I mean that's really what I did my team my feet into. So Yeah. Yeah, that's been the main game I've I've played since we got it on Friday. Uh I 
I've played a lot more multiplayer. I tried a few other modes. Um, the typical shit that I have issues with Call of Duty of like the players like treating it like it's a fucking Halo game and everyone jumping and shit. Right. I just realized that's never going away. It almost gets me a point like I wish they would get rid of jumping and like there's no need other than vaulting. Why do you need to jump in Call of Duty? There's no mm. reason for it. So it's like it's 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 encouraging it and like that's where i'm like i i kind of do miss like in the old days no one did that shit like with all the old games that's a newer game thing and it's it's kind of artifacts from all these other games yeah but i mean that's been around since like modern too like it's not like jumping has been around no forever. no no but the constant bunny hopping around the map and every time someone turns a corner that was not even kind of an issue in modern two it was once whatever game first issued that uh the, the first like little jet like advanced warfare and that shit but now like i said it is a really good game zombies mode is interesting you would actually probably appreciate it because there's no longer you just stay in one area and wave bait it's actually objectives like you take portals and you got to do things that like get you unlocking more areas and so it's a much more objective based game um a lot of people seem to really hate that they're like i want it the old way whereas someone like you who always had to watch windows would probably be like i actually like this i'm constantly i might, I might actually yeah. enjoy it now and the nice part and they've bitch. been doing this for the past couple <laughs> jim you needed to know your role <laughs> you i admit it, i'm not a great zombies <laughs> player i fully admit that but uh What's interesting, and they've been doing it for the past couple of Call of Duties, and I like it, is that when you play that mode, you're you get experience points towards your character and your weapon in multiplayer. So it's not like a thing where you could abuse it and just get everything upgraded. It takes forever, but yeah. still, it's nice. You can earn progress, so you're not like taking away from it. Um, I've played a lot more Alien Colonial Marines, and as I said last time. Um, I'm, I'm looking up a retrospective as to why everyone hated it so much. Because mm -hmm. I want to understand it before we do our review. But I, I'll, I'm probably going to be done that this week. And just blasting through the other Aliens games. So, yeah, that's that's basically been it for me so far. But yeah, those reviews will be coming out very shortly. Actually, by the end of this week, I'm going to have one out. And then... Uh, Every week following, we'll have at least one alien review out. Nah. So, yeah. All right, Chambers. So, what we got from our patrons this week? Patreon.com slash drink a beer play game, where for as little as two measly dollars a month, you can ask a question. We will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. First <laughs> up from Gamer Astral Favorite, quote unquote, underrated game ever? It'd be too easy to say Punisher, because I feel like I've been saying that a lot lately. Um, ooh, underrated. Do you have one off the top of your head? Because it's going to take me a minute to think. I mean, I always say shit like, like General Chaos, like one of those forgotten games that were really good from back in the day that like no one talks about anymore. Only people old like us remember it, so. Mm -hmm. Maybe even like a... Even from, like, the three the early 360 days, like, Enchanted Arms, like, even when I had my little RPG stint, like, it's not the best RPG in the world, but it was solid enough and I got out of a $5 bin. Mm. But, like, I played it for 30, 40 hours and I enjoyed my time with it. 
even with its like voicey like bad voice acting and shit like that but I still think it was like a kind of solid RPG for what it tried to do hmm alright you know what sticking with maybe maybe Evolve could always go that, Evolve that is I mean at this for point all the problems could, it had you could almost also say Titanfall because unfortunately it's not known or or, or as remembered as it should be it really I, isn't so, I mean, as we've said, especially Titanfall 2, but yeah, that, that game, I, I don't get why it never picked up. Like it was, it was supposed to be the COD killer, and it wasn't. So then everyone just went, ah, this sucks. Yeah, but it's just weird. Like I, I mean, maybe there's not as big of a market as I used to think. I thought mech games like had such a big market, but it's probably more niche than I'm thinking. Mech and, games definitely are more niche, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I guess that fell apart, but like... Once someone plays it, the control is like you think it's going to be like, oh god, now I have to figure out how to control the mech. And when you realize it's just a bigger version of you, and you're mm -hmm. like, oh, this is actually really easy, and all the powers are easy to learn. Like that's what makes that game so nice. It's so accessible, and you master it almost immediately. Like it doesn't take time at all. Yeah. Um, that is a damn good answer. But I was going to say, uh, from a sports game, if you want to call it a sports game. Rocky Legends. Oh, uh, yeah. From our, our reviews of Rocky games. No um, one talks about the, either of those Rocky boxing games in the PS2 era. No. And both of them are great. I think Red Legends, obviously, as we said, is better because you get more of the characters that are from all the films. But good control, a fun boxing game, especially if you like the Rocky series, you should uh, give it a try if you haven't already. I know it, it was on PS2 and Xbox. And, yeah, most people that played it, I think, liked it, but it doesn't seem like a lot of people played it. It's actually funny you mention that because, like, I quickly perused GameStop to see if I wanted to use my, like, $5 membership coupon in anything today. Nothing mm -hmm. caught my eye. But I did see this, and I heard nothing about it beforehand. Probably can't see it that well in the picture, but... I it, Oh, the Creed boxing game? Yeah, it's called Big Rumble... Creed Champions Big Rumble Boxing. So, like, on the cover, it's got Creed, Rocky, Clubber, Apollo, uh, fucking, I think Drago's on there. It might be covered by a sticker. But, yeah, like, I was like, holy shit, there's another Rocky boxing game that I had no idea was coming out. So, I mean, from the looks of it, there's probably no chance in hell it's any good. But, <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't yeah. 40 bucks, I'd been like, hey, we can finish off the Rocky boxing games kind of deal. But Yeah, I, well, I thought, oh, you said it was 40? Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, it's brand new, so we can. I think if we give it a little time, it'll probably drop fast. Yeah, I, yeah, I would be like you said. I was surprised at how good those PS2 Rocky games were. Yeah, I'll for real, that, for sure. So yeah, those. I mean, if you're a fan of Rocky, you'd you'd like either game. If you're a boxing fan, you'll like it. It's just it is a fun game. So yeah, that that's my answer. I'm sticking with it. All right. And, well, last but not least this week from Burn Retinas, bigger franchise misfire, Bomberman Act Zero or Final Fight Streetwise? Ooh, Lord. Cool. Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. Ooh. I mean, I, I'd probably go Final Fight Streetwise. I, I remember distinctly you getting it and actually returning it. <laughs> I was going to say, my answer, like, I haven't played Bomberman Zero, but Final Fight Streetwise might be one of the only I've returned in my life maybe 
five games ever, if that. That was one of them. Because <laughs> I got it, I played it for a bit, and I was like, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> I hated it. Jim, and, and now I, looking back, I kind of wish time. I did. I was going to say, it may be time. We need, might need to get that and review it. Give it... It's been... Wait, when was I even released? Because oh, this was before, like 02, way 03. before... I was going to say, it was definitely before the channel, and I remember... Oh, way before, yeah. I, I think you even brought it over my house and played it here. Yeah. Did you go right from my house, or did you keep oh, it Oh, fuck bit? me in the ass. I should have kept it. God damn it. Is it now super expensive? Fucking God... Why? It was like... I got it from like the $5 <laughs> bin at GameStop back in the day. Now it's like 45 bucks, 65 bucks. 30 bucks. But you also know you for sure would never get, like, even if it earned value, you would not be getting rid of it. Actually, I'm starting to sell some stuff because I need some money. So, Jim, you don't need money. You need all your games. Yeah, I, I, I can start partying with some things. <laughs> I can declutter a little bit and take the credit card down a notch. <laughs> but, Jim, then you only get more credit card debt. This is true. This and then you won't true. have the games you're never going to play. <laughs> Half into one and a dozen in the other, whatever that fucking saying is. Um, But no, actually, did that come out for one of those Capcom beat-em-up bundles? I don't know. I thought it did. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay, I, I was wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> if we could ever find it cheap enough again, I think we, we need to take it on our PCAT, Jim. Oh, it's from 2006, so it's a little bit later-ish in the PS2. Why? Why is it? Why? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's the stock that got away, Jim. <laughs> that is that is one of the stocks that got away. It actually, it looks like it's cheaper on Xbox, so you can get it on original Xbox for like 30 to 40 yeah. There you go. Come on, Jim. <laughs> uh, come on, Jim. All right. <laughs> now, Jim, the real question is, did you actually, did you double, triple check that no other questions came in? No, I mean, I looking at it right now. I will check again before we end the episode. I'm leaving it up. So. I got one. Oh, wait, never mind. I was, you just answered burn retinas. Yeah. But yeah, no, that wraps it up for this week. So, hey, once again, thank, hey, don't make this a little light. Fine by me. <laughs> but hey, thank you, everyone who's a patron. Thank you for your support. And if you would like to ask a question to us, please head over to Patreon, check out the tiers, check out all the rewards. It's good stuff there. And if you're new listening on iTunes or Spotify, well, <laughs> maybe this is the worst time to sell it since the fucking feeds are broken, Brian. Don't blame me. Blame our site. Brian, you didn't keep up with the updates, didn't you? No, they're automatic updates, Jim. No, I'm, I'm sure. I'm no plebe. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, the audio feeds are a little fucky right now. It's been two weeks. We're still, we have support calls in. But still, make sure to head over to iTunes and Spotify for when they come back. And yeah. you know, please leave a review on iTunes. Even if, if you leave a five-star review, we will say whatever you want. We'll read it out here on the show. Yeah, thank you once again, guys. Truly, truly appreciate it. Yep. All right, Chambers, how did that pineapple sour burn your mouth? <laughs> uh, besides burning my little ouchy lips, this was fucking good like yeah 4.3 percent. it's not gonna be overly boozy at all but no this just straight tasted like pineapple juice so i mean if you're not like a and like even though they say it's a sour it doesn't even taste like a sour it's probably just like from the tart of the pineapple if they're concerning it that but no like this is pineapple juice that's all the fuck it is 
So Jim, you know, you know like, what they say about drinking uh, pineapple juice. What do they say? Does it make your cum taste like pineapple? Is that one of the things? Damn it, Jim! What? <laughs> it was supposed to be subtle. <laughs> right, when am I ever subtle? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> right, taste, see if it tastes like pineapple after we're done. Damn it. Jim, you know how you can make your penis taste like cake? Sticking in a cake? Damn it! <laughs> How do you know these things? <laughs> well, Brian, when you have a superior IQ like I do, these things just come to you. I would like to see you get your IQ tested. Oh, Christ. <laughs> What's two plus two? Six. Damn it. Oh, simple gem. <laughs> Can I get you those big teeth? Yes. <laughs> if you pay for it, I will do it. Can I get you the mallet and the butterfly and you can recreate that scene? <laughs> now, now. Now, now. What? $100 Patreon tier. <laughs> let's, get, let's get some cash out of it because I'm going to need it after that goes. <sighs> so, what, so what beer are you moving on to then? Um, but yeah, I got to say that beer is fucking good. So now moving on to the Blueberry Prussia Sour oh. Ale with Blueberries from the Four Hands Brewing Company. And... Uh, where are they out of? I know you've had four hands before. I have. Can't fucking Where's... remember where they're out of. Oh, St. Louis. Well, yeah, there you go. Hmm. So, yeah, it makes it sense because like I was in St. Louis. It looks like an evil blueberry on the front. Yes, it is an evil blueberry. So I'm scared. Yeah, this would have been good for halloween time. But, yeah. Um, blueberry sour. Well, let's see how it goes. Nice. So, I... the Once again... Dogfish head pumpkin ale. It doesn't Good. burn. It doesn't burn my lips. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that, Jim. Yay! <laughs> Dogfish head pumpkin ale. Definitely try it, but it is it's a spicy meatball. So just watch out. Um, I am moving on to the Maple Mistress Imperial Ale from Saucony Creek. And it is 9.5%. Fuck, I did not realize that. Damn! Uh, so it's ale brewed with butternut squash with maple syrup. And by, by the way, butternut squash is bullshit. I just use what? pumpkin. I'm just saying. My my wife always has me. She likes butternut squash soup, and I hate that. But why? Butternut squash is like it's like nothing to it. I don't know. It's just it, it's like pumpkin diarrhea. I don't like it. But. Anyway, this is one way to put it. an ale brewed with butternut squash with maple syrup and spices added. I actually never realized this was brewed with butternut squash. It is a super delicious beer. Since it's not technically pumpkin, I always considered it a pumpkin beer. But uh, super good. It's like maple syrup and every other pumpkin beer out there. Um, it's like got a creaminess to it, but 9.5% doesn't taste like it and i've made the mistake of some of the first eagle games watching drinking a few of these getting angry and getting drunk really fast so right how could you be angry at this eagle season i you know what i'm not even angry anymore at the season jim i'm just so defeated that i'm i i fully accepted it it's like when you no. get to that point in domination and call of duty and you go we're not gonna like, we're not going to win this. Now I just don't want to get my KD below one. See, before I could accept it, because I have Hurts as my quarterback in both of my leagues, and when garbage <laughs> time came around, he would just be throwing up the points. Now, all of a sudden, we're keeping games close, and we discovered we have a run game. And now he can't get over, like, 15 fancy points. Fuckers. Now it's affecting me. 
Jim. <laughs> I didn't last week, like, you completely blew the spread on that. I thought you, like, uh, last week, the Eagles game, I thought you, like, still bet against them. Oh, I bet against them every week. <laughs> on last week, it bit you in the ass. Yeah, it did last week. That's for damn sure. But <laughs> it's nothing compared to this week. I think in my football pool, I had like three wins this week. Ugh. But actually, I don't know what the line was this week, but I th- I would have thought it would have been much higher for the Chargers. It, it started at a point and a half on Tuesday, and that's when my pool locks in. So oh, I don't know okay. how it changed. But it was okay. close when it started. Yeah. Okay. Which, yeah. that was definitely an Eagles line. And, I mean, they kept it way closer than they ever should They kept, yeah, with a three away. Like, that's not... I mean, it's. I was expecting to lose worse. Let's put it that way. Oh yeah, with their passing game, I thought for sure. But yeah, but uh, that's been the that's been the sports minute on the Power Hour podcast. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Jim. Should we talk about all the all the other great sports Philly sports teams right now? <laughs> How about the Sixers, Jim? How do you feel about them? <laughs> I don't watch. I don't really fucking care. I knew they blew it in the playoffs last I was year. Gonna say, hates you, ben Simmons. So. I was going to say you don't even do like highlights with that. I mean, I'll watch, like, occasionally or if I'm out. Like, I'll sit there and watch the TV if they're playing, but I don't follow the Sixers. Flyers are decent. Flyers are way better than I expected, so that's a nice surprise. That's what happens when you bring in real players. Is he going to go anywhere this year, Jim? Probably not. (laughs) Never does. Listen, I'll keep fingers crossed. Let's put it that way. Trust the process, right? (laughs) It works so well for the Sixers, so... (laughs) All right, Chambers. So you put up here from comicbook.com something that it makes me sad because I know this is a game a lot of people want it, but apparently Bully 2 may be potentially canceled by Rockstar, which, shit, when was the first? Let me look up the first Bully. I think that it was, like, was, what, 04, 05, something like that? Yeah. Um, it was, oh, no, 06. So, mm. old 15-year-old game that, if you're holding out hope, I hope you kind of let it go. Now, I know nothing about, like, I, I do enjoy the first Bully game. I think that is... Well, you mean the only? Well, you know what I mean, yeah. I it's think been released a couple times, but yeah. It's a very underrated game in the Rockstar catalog, because obviously with Red Dead and GTA, like, those are the shining stars this was fun because it was different at a school and all the shit you could do um but yeah they apparently canceled it and wasn't reaching the quote-unquote level of excellence that it needed to according to their earnings call with investors which that's what like i don't know what that means like maybe does does that mean it had a small team working on it or like that could that's so loaded really yeah, level of excellence, is that a QC thing, or just didn't get enough uh, priority or interest garnered for it? I, I don't know what the difference is. but Yeah, our standards are incredibly high. We're trying to build tentpole franchises, and in some instances, we don't have the confidence that something will reach that level of excellence. And therefore, we can't proceed. And then again, they don't do anything anymore except support fucking GTA Five online, so... But Jim... That is a tentpole of excellence. It's a it's a tentpole of making <laughs> money. That's for goddamn. <clears throat> That's what it all comes down to, really. Yeah. Now here here's the deal. On one hand, you could complain and say, "God damn it, Rockstar, why are you canceling this?" But let's say they are correct and they did QC checks and the game wasn't up to snuff. 
Shouldn't we almost be like good on them for not just throwing out a shitty game just because people want a sequel? Yeah, I mean, there's there's an argument to be made there, but I mean, you're fucking, you're rock, you're rock star, and you haven't made a new game since 2013. Well, wait, no, Red Dead Two, two. came out, and then that, if three, you, two, three years ago, something like that. That was like two years ago. But here's the deal: you also the PS4. Yeah. You could kind of argue that the online of Red Dead they created and like GTA Online, like they are putting in new things. They're, they they have not done a new game from scratch. That's true, right? But yeah, it's like... They've, they've done one new game since GTA Five, so yeah, we can say that. But you know what? <clears throat> what I will, will absolutely say is that they... Unlike every other major AAA thing where, yeah, sports game every year, Call of Duty every year, this every... Like, all these games, I always appreciate Rockstar took so long in between because they do put so much into a game. So, oh, yeah. You know, it makes sense why they take so long. And I guess, you know, if they they put all their eggs into a basket. And Bully 2 probably was more or less a side project that they're like, it seems weird. Like, are they really going to take a loss? But I don't know. I, I kind of look at it like it sucks for people who were excited. But if they'd avoided putting out a shitty title, then good on them. Yeah, no, I can see that. It just like. Because when you put out so little stuff, and I mean, Red Dead 2, I mean, like, it came out and people liked it, but it wasn't like that smash that people were thinking either, because people loved Red Dead 1 so much. I don't know, for a while there, that was the, that was the thing. Yeah, but it didn't seem to have, like, I mean, obviously the, all the gaming outlets gave it universal praise and shit like that, but among the masses, it was kind of more of a mix. It was like, I mean, I'm sure for the most part with normal people, it was probably fine. It's just to people I on social really media good. bitching like normal. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I haven't touched bitches. it. I don't have a PS4, so. But, Jim, you could play it on Xbox One. Oh, well, man, I barely ever play <laughs> new games, so that's my success. <laughs> hey, damn it, Jim. It was actually on uh, Game Pass for a little while. Well, I didn't have Game Pass then. So, yeah. Well, Game Pass. Good, I'll download it, and that can be the only game on there with along with Warzone. That'll be it. Well, Jim, get the DeLorean and go back in the past and play it. <laughs> or I could just not ever get around to it like I probably won't damn it Jim streetwise <laughs> damn <laughs> Brian don't put salt in the wound <laughs> so yeah this is I, I'm more interested if somebody listening is a big fan of Bowie and like you were really looking forward to us does this bother you or or is this kind of I, once again I don't think Rockstar was teasing this so it's not like how shitty Nintendo was doing with like metroid stuff forever i look at this as like they probably weren't really teasing it news got out about it and they kind of nipped it in the bud it's 15 years later hopefully it didn't garner a whole bunch of like oh boy i can't wait but yeah i mean i don't even think they even formally announced it so that's right it's I mean. not like a thing where people can be you know too mad they can just be like oh that sucks that it got you know it never that's made what it i'm hoping something or other. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't think it was ever formally announced, so it's just one of those things. It's like, ah, Willikers, what could have been? So, yeah, you guys, you let us know what you think. Let us know if this bothers you a lot or if it's something you don't really care about. Um, I'm more curious about people that were really excited if this did let them down. So let us know in the comments below. Yep. All right, Chambers. So this one is kind of a, uh, seems like it's a follow-up. 
to Ish. the whole emulation argument. Also, quasi gamers mad, but this more like everyone just kind of shit on this take. Well, we should make a new segment called Journal Moments. Well, where, ga- where journalists just tweet out some nonsense. As we said, gaming journalists. <laughs> but Bri, they're the most oppressed class, according to them. Yeah. So this one, I I had no idea who this guy is, and then I looked up. I was amazed at how many subscribers he has and how many followers he has. But uh, Austin John plays, and the tweet will be linked below. Um, wow, he, one point, almost one point eight million subs. Holy shit! That I watched his video. I I'm not going to comment. I'm just going to say he's got a mm. lot. But he wrote. How is this price is so high that I'm just going to emulate them? Different from this car is so expensive, I'm just going to steal it. Video soon about NSO plus EP. Now, first, Jim, can I just ask, what is NSO plus EP? Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion packs. Okay. Um, So, right away, when I saw that, I was like, he can't. This can't be serious. Like, he's probably... It's strictly meant... Kind of like that... Uh, our buddy that you mentioned. Uh, the girl who, who wrote the whole thing about games on easy mode. Like, it's like partial troll. Like, you know you gotta be writing about this. Not 100% meaning it. But then I watched a lot of his videos and seen his tweets. And he is the quintessential Nintendo diehard fanboy. Oh, really? Like, he, Nintendo does no wrong in his eyes. Like, as reviewed, the Nintendo Switch controller for, or the Nintendo N64 controller for Switch is a must-buy and is so worth it, and it feels perfect. So that tells you what you might need to know in terms of how... I mean, if you're an N64 fan, it might be, but that's a very niche audience right there. Yeah, and I think he is that. Like I said, he's very... Nintendo, and more specifically, like, uh, Legend of Zelda is his go-to. He's got Majora Mask. He's got a tattoo of the the, the Zelda hearts on his arm. Ah, oh, you fucking <laughs> dork. Well, so, so that's my point. Like, So there is a, something to be said. I'm only mentioning this because there is a mentality, I think, of Nintendo fans, those kind of diehards, that would take this stuff even more seriously than most gamers. So part of me... But like I said, when I saw this, I thought it was a troll. Now I kind of think, like, this is probably his real take on it. Yeah, actually, did he ever release the video on this? I didn't see one. I should have done follow-up, maybe, but, uh... No, his most recent videos, that's that's why I checked out his videos. I didn't see... I mean, he, uh, you know what? I'm sorry. He m- might have. Because he did his. He just wrote he did that NSO tweet on the expansion 15th. pack worth $50. So I think that might have been it. But still. Me, yeah, whatever. Okay, so here's a guy. Number one, he's talking about Nintendo Switch Online EP. I know we've covered. Uh, which game was it? It was Metroid Dread that was getting the shit for people emulating it, or at least showing that it could be done. Um, I don't know, man. Like, do people really think like this? Like, you equate stealing a car to someone emulating a game? Like, I know there's people out there who are very hardcore anti-emulation in, like, any sense, because they just think it's, like, straight-up stealing no matter what. But, 
I mean, obviously everyone dunked on this with the the old meme from the early 2000s against Napster with, you want to download a car, shit like that. Like, 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 really? Like, this is your take? Like, fucking, how's your price so high I'm going to different from, this is so expensive I'm going to steal it? Like, shut up. Like, you know that, like, like most of these games, like, fucking, like, we've said it a billion times. Like, their time to make their money's come and gone. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. You're not hurting anyone if you fucking emulate these games for ninety nine percent of the goddamn time. Yeah. Ninety nine percent of the time is the only way you're ever gonna play them, blah 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 blah. And it's not like Nintendo's gonna be hurting if you don't fucking spend your two dollars a month on the goddamn Nintendo <laughs> Switch pack. So shut the I fucking I it that that's where I get torn. As we said, anything from this or last generation, I am completely against emulation. Right, I, that I'm not like, cool like, with. like we said with, with Dread when that was yes, emulated already. I'm not cool with that. Right, even if the game is not worth the price it is, don't play it at all. Like I'd rather, I I, I don't want you to go out of your way and do it. Now, it's weird because we are we were the generation who grew up with Napster, with downloading movies oh, yeah. and stuff, and like so same deal. Like, do I want to spend twenty bucks to go to a movie, or can I find it online? You know. So there is a weird mentality. Video games are a little more involved, and I don't know. I, I don't like that. But old game emulation, man, come on. And especially we know Nintendo are the big, you know, thumb up their asses about they don't care about game preservation. They just want you to repay for the same old game time and time and time and time again. And like we said, are they losing out on anything if you're emulating from the original N64? Really? Right. If anything, it's going to be probably look nicer than it would be on a regular thing anyway. So yeah, so it's probably a more optimal way to play outside of the control issues that they've been having. But 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 it's like the blind optics of stealing a car. Like <laughs> there there there's just so many like the obvious one, and I saw it written, and it was my immediate thought is if I steal a car, that stops someone from using or owning or potentially they don't have transportation like depending on what the car is if i emulate a game it affects no one out there mm-hmm. meaning directly like all of a sudden jim can now not play a game because i emulate it that's not how it works god that'll be your dream <laughs> jim's like god damn it <laughs> don't give ideas <laughs> so i i i look at it i 100 percent thought it was a troll this is this guy's take you read his profile I'm not going to generalize. It doesn't shock me he would have this take. So, you know, people are passionate. I'm always weirded out that someone is such a stark defender of these multi-billion dollar companies worried about losing their, let's say, 100 people, 1,000. Fuck it, 10,000 people emulate this game. They're out that amount of money. That's a lot of money. But are they still making out okay in the end? Like, are you really concerned about their well-being that much that you need to get this uppity about a tweet? I don't know. Yes, it's... Brian Miyamoto loves me. <laughs> exactly. He touched my shoulder at a conference once. That's the only thing I don't get. The loyal, the diehard loyalty to these companies that don't give two fucks about you. It's fucking, it's nerds who, that's all they, that's all they had growing up. So, you know, they put their, all their personality in their life and their loyalty into their brand of choice. Or maybe just for him, it's fucking business to do that. No, you know what? Maybe that's what he got big doing. Yes. You know what this fuck is? 
You know what? I would respect it more if it was a business decision to cause a kind of outrage for views. I would respect that more. You know what it is? He, this motherfucker was a hall monitor. Without a doubt. Snitching on everyone. Why are you out? Like, what are you doing? Get back to your class. He would be like, I'm going to tell on you. You know that's who this motherfucker was. So this is his way of clapping back at everyone. But, bruh, he got a cool siege. <laughs> you know what it meant when someone wore that, though. That's all I'm going to say. It's true. Fucking narcs. <laughs> exactly. So... It's always interesting these takes on game piracy as they put, and I don't even like the term game piracy. Excuse me, when it doesn't hurt anyone, so it'd be like pirates actually digging up shit that was already buried on in the ocean, bringing it back to life. Someone's like, "You're stealing from the original owner." No, it's been gone. The fuck. So yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Well, I mean, one, one guy had a good thing. He's like, well, you know, if you buy the game off fucking eBay and play the original, like, Nintendo's not making money off that sale. Exactly. Exactly. But so, these guys so. probably want that market because they probably have all the rare games and they don't want the price of their precious valuables. Now, 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 Brian. Which that's now, its now. own bullshit. Now, now. That's now, its now. own bullshit. Now, now, don't, don't, don't bring these fine gentlemen into this conversation. I'll bring them Nothing in. wrong. I'll, I'll bring those bastards Nothing wrong with in. that. Nothing wrong with a little hoarding and a little collecting, a little inflation. Goddamn, get your capitalism out of my gaming. I just want to play. Well, then emulate. I do. There you go. Wonderful. Enjoy. Meh. Metroid Droid Fred is awesome. Fucking, fucking goddamn eBay seller fees rob you more than goddamn emulation ever has. Wow. Dreamcast fan. Wah. You want to sell overinflated numbers for a piece of plastic. Wah. Goddamn right. Uh, speaking of, well, it's not gamers mad. It's just gamers wah. Wah is the wrong Is it though? I'm, maybe, I'm, I don't know. It's, it's another not surprising thing coming out of China. And this one comes to us from PC Gamer. So Fortnite in China is shutting down. And for those of you who didn't know... There was a limited run of Fortnite in China, and essentially, it's not the full version of Fortnite we're used to. It had um, some major differences, one of them being that the main way you have currency in-game is by playing rather than real money. The games were shorter, you had different health bars for like the Storm and the player. So it was all meant for a faster-paced game, um, so that people weren't going to get so involved in-game. Because as we talked about previously, China does have a ban on the amount of time people can spend on games. And yep. in November, it's run its course, this test run of Fortnite, and they basically China's pulling it and saying, Yeah, no, we don't we don't want them doing that. So once again it's China doing what China does. Yeah, I mean it's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean Speculation is that it has something to do with the crackdown on online gaming, since it's mm -hmm. a primarily younger audience. They don't want young people playing games. Going as far as to use facial recognition to stop them. Jesus Christ. It's it's a world we can't understand, appreciate, or fathom. But private people on Twitter say they're the real free ones. I mean, listen, this is this is one of those... Is the grass greener on the other side? Obviously, I my opinion is no. It would really suck to live in that way. But if you weren't tethered to just video gaming all the time, is a detriment. And you and I have talked about that before. Is 
people like shit so hard. Remember, like Joe Rogan was saying, like, man, gaming is dangerous because of how addictive it is. He, and he even admitted it himself. Like, he spent months, almost a year, when uh, what was it? Uh, not Doom. was it League of Legends or something? No, not Doom. What, what's the uh, Doom shooter? Uh, Unreal Tournament. Oh. Like he was hardcore, and, and he's like, I lost sleep, didn't do shit. Like he got all in on it, and that's his personality. And you know, it's a form of entertainment, but obviously, like with anything else, it can go really far. Once again, I'm not for censorship, and I'm not for all this shit. But it's like, if you don't even have the option, is is there a freedom in not having the option? The age old, what Loki said that in, in the Marvel movie. I know. I'm just I'm just throwing out shit. We think it's all ridiculous. Right? Watch a different movie. Jim, God damn it! You don't watch anything except what your wife tells you to watch. You have missed so much good shit. You watch one terrible movie like a year, and you're like, "Dude, that wasn't bad." <laughs> terrible. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> but no, I think this is. It sucks, but at the same time, we're feeling bad. If anyone feels bad that people in China can't play Fortnite, I don't think they're missing out on much not playing Fortnite. I, I just love the irony that ten, Fortnite is owned by Epic, which is owned uh, by Tencent, which is a Chinese company. Well, that's the that's kind of the hilarious part of yeah, Tencent first China is blockading them on stuff. Now they're pulling Fortnite. They don't give a fuck. They just don't want their people playing. They want their video games. they want their control that iron vice like grip they have, and apparently they made all virtual currency illegal. So, so Bitcoin miners are scrambling over there. I mean, Jim, you almost got to appreciate if you want to run a country, they know how to. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you want a little mass suppression, then yeah, you know, enjoy. Go have fun. Take, you know what? But here's the deal. What, what's the thing everyone always bitches about? America tries to get too involved with other people's shit. It's our nature to all of a sudden care about what's going on. Like, I don't give oh, a look, fuck. Oh, look, look, I don't, I'm not going to try and go over there and fix it. Fuck them. I don't give a shit. But <laughs> it's just fun to comment on. Yeah. No, no. It is interesting. Now, here's the other example. Are we the exact polar opposite? with to Like, I don't even know. Do we truly have total freedom? Or is there somewhere else in the world where they have unbridled total freedom with gaming and everything else? Fuck if I know. I don't yeah. know. I'm not cultured enough. <laughs> <laughs> I knows what I knows. I knows what affects me's. Yeah. Like a good American. It's going to be interesting. It will China. I mean, they already block like a lot of internet or not block. What's the word I'm looking for? Censor it or restrict certain things. So any form of entertainment, it's like, once again, it's not a shocker. That's what they're going to keep doing. They don't care enough about making money. Versus what they believe is right. So, yeah, it's crazy. Jim, if you had to live in China, do you think you could do it if they paid you a crazy sum of money? Yes. Knowing all the restrictions, meaning you yes, probably wouldn't even maybe. be able to look at any of your porn. Oh, I'd find a way. <laughs> Love finds a way, Brian. <laughs> they don't have your hentai, Jim. You're not allowed to play that. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd find I'd find something to get off to you, Brian. That would not be a problem. Oh God damn it, Jim! This is don't, Jim Squid Game. <laughs> don't don't you doubt my powers, Brian? Don't you fucking doubt my abilities? 
So yeah, you guys, you let us know what you think below. Are you shocked? What do you think? Is it outrageous? Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> or, or you just go, yeah, fuck Fortnite. I don't care. I, honestly, yeah, I don't care enough about Fortnite to be like, oh man, they're missing out so much. They're not. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, Chambers. So I'm bringing back something. All right. Video game music that sounds familiar. All right. So I have one here. I think it's an easy layup for you. Uh oh. I always lose at these. So uh, I, I provided you the link below. So this is the video game. And based on how it sounds, listening to it, isolate it. I want to see if you can guess what it sounds like. The only. I don't. You know what? I'm not even going to give you a hint. If you're getting yeah. lost, I'll give you the hint because you should be able to get it. Right. So um, I'm going to start the video, but Jim, click the link. I'm sure it'll be an ad. Um, this no, song no. is from Sonic 2, and it's the Mystic Cave Zone. Yep. So Jim, start it up in three, two, one, go. Now. So Jim's listening to it. I have it playing along, so you can play along at home. Is anything clicking? I mean, except for the very beginning, almost sounding like Inspector Gadget. Nothing right now. But, uh... That's it. Inspector Gadget. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. The actual yeah, I mean, that melody first throughout little... the song, they just add shit on top. But the basic backbone of... It's still there. Especially that opening. It's Inspector Gadget. Yeah, I mean, like, that opening definitely is just like that. Yeah, but even, like, if you listen to Melody, it has, obviously, a lot of other layers on it. You can still kind of hear it has the basic backbone of even the Inspector Gadget theme. Yeah, it's been so long. It's, <laughs> like, I like the only thing I remember from this song is that... Yeah. All right, maybe I do remember the whole song. So, Jim, I hate to keep breaking down Sonic for you, but they're just Steelers. <laughs> hey. That's all I got. Hey. Hey. Is it good to listen to? Yay. What's a little fabrication here and there? A little borrowing. <laughs> exactly. What's a little emulation between friends? Yeah, right. Try <laughs> you wouldn't steal an Inspector Gadget, would you? <laughs> I wouldn't, but Sonic would. You <laughs> snarf. Oh, damn it. <laughs> So this was a it was an easy one, but I, I wanted to see if Jim could get it. He did. Good job, Jim. Yay! Jim, pat yourself on the head. <laughs> on the head? Yeah. I'm not going to pat myself on the head. Not simple Jim today. I'll give me the old Barry Horowitz, though. I'll do that. <sighs> All right, Chambers. Speaking of reoccurring bits, you put this one up here, so why don't you explain it? Yes, which is better? So... Uh, beer related this week. Which is better, Brian, between tap rooms or brew pubs? So tap rooms, you know, you go to a brewery, they have a little tasting area, have all their stuff on tap, you can sit down, might have some games set up, sometimes, most of the time there's an arcade machine or two for your enjoyment, maybe some fine dining that they have in-house, you never know. Or a brew pub, which is basically, you know, a pub that has like 200 beers on tap and like you can get... You can taste the flavor from all over the place, but they're always a little more subdued. It's just basically tables and TVs, you know, like a, kind of like a bar. So Yeah, yeah and expand upon that, t tap rooms generally 
they're almost usually void of food, except for like food trucks or outside food being brought in. They can have some things like easy fried shit, but most of the time it's outside food. Actually, and- I think that's just some dumb PA bullshit because like anytime I've traveled and we've gone there, like they've had like in-house food. They, they can. I, but I also think the tap rooms you and I have gone to are exceptionally smaller. Tap a lot rooms. of them are in there, area. yeah, because yeah, we have so many of them too. Exactly. But brew pubs, yeah. The other ca- caveat is with a brew pub, you'll typically get they have their own in-house brewery, uh, so the, you'll get some select beers from where they brew. But they usually have a lot of guest craft beers, but they also then usually have a full liquor license, so they can have other like hard liquors and regular macro beers, and they almost always do have a full kitchen. And like Jim said, that's more of a typical bar. Um, whew, it's a good, really good question. So you and I being beer guys, I appreciate the tap room because it's like, how do I explain this? It, it It's not for a casual person. It's meant for like, you better like craft beer. You're going there for like the beer is the all-star. If they have games, cool, but you're there to really sip beers. Um, right. it's not good with a mixed crowd. Like our wives don't like beers. They'll go, but at the end of the day, they're not going to have as much fun in a tap room. Cause in general, unless some places might have like a shitty house wine or something like to offer, but our wives don't drink beers. So it's like, if you're not going with hardcore beer enthusiasts, it's not going to be as good of a time. But what's nice about tap rooms is that You'll try a lot of shit that never actually gets released that's only available there because they experiment with a lot of different flavors of, like, maybe the same beer. We'll have, like, six versions with all kinds of different shit because they're really just testing stuff out or they have a limited run. So Mm -hmm. for the enthusiast, that's the place to go. Whereas brew pubs, what's nice is it's not just a regular bar, so there's not only, like, seven or eight macro beers. You You can try a whole bunch of different craft shit, usually some, most brew pubs i've gone to have really good food and it's good for mixed company of people who don't care as much about beers um i am personally but because i'm the beer guy go with the tap room because i like seeing this shit it feels like more exclusive like trying the shit that's never going to get released and in general i found that you can kind of talk to the people who are actually brewing the beer. They're usually walking around or the people working behind the bar have an intimate knowledge of how it's brewed, who the brewers are, what's involved. They're going to talk to you more and appreciate more of the beer conversation. Whereas brew pubs, they're just regular ass bartenders who are just serving whatever. They don't care as much because it's really just a pub. So for the intimacy and the appreciation of beer, I'm going to go tap room all the time. Alright, and I'm actually going brew pub because there's one major downside to tap rooms. There's always a risk that you're gonna go to a place that's mid at best. Where like you go in there, you try everything on the roster and you go, Yeah, nothing here is really that good. And like at the end of the day, it's not like you felt like you truly wasted your day, but you can walk away unsatisfied. Where with at the very least with a brew pub, when you have two hundred beers on tap, you're gonna find a couple things you're gonna like guaranteed, at the very least. And like you said, like depending on the crowd that you're going with, it's more of a chance that everyone can have a good time, which in turn can lead to you having a good time more consistently. But I don't know. 
I like I like I always think like I've always had more fun in general anytime I've gone to a brew pub. Maybe that's with you know the whole bar atmosphere that they tend to have in general too. And you're always going with mixed crowds. Yeah, like I I never go like by myself or just like with beer people too. So. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, brew pubs are more once again if you just want to go out. I appreciate the the effort of going out and trying tap room. Like I said, you're seeing the underbelly of a place. Yeah. So you're seeing like like and like Jim said, that is very true. I've gone to some tap rooms where mm, no beer really shocked me, but then it, it like at least informed me. And you know what's funny is like you gain more of an appreciation when you do talk to like we've gone to a few places and we talked to people who brewed it there and wasn't blown away. But like I just talking, hearing some stories and like the intimacy of that shit made me appreciate that beer more. Didn't make me think like, oh, I'm gonna, I must come back and try it. Right. But I like those stories because otherwise, you go to a brew pub, you're only there really to interact with the people you came with. Whereas tap rooms, I think, um, they garner something where you're probably gonna interact not necessarily with other customers, but at least people, the staff working there. Yeah, that's the thing you're better at though too, because like the, like I'm too much of a social weirdo. Like I can't hold a conversation <laughs> with a random like beer person like that. So I'm like, so how'd you beer this? can <laughs> that'd be the best that i would get out of it so like that's why you're the one who could like you know yeah. get those contacts with the hat and shit like that so i can definitely see that being more up your alley too yeah and, and that's the thing is even aside from talking beer i i am someone i am that guy that i like sparking up conversations with people i don't know i'm fine doing that um when my brother and i went to uh fuck what was it called shawnee brewing company up in the Poconos, and when mm -hmm. we stayed at the golf resort, they had a brewery on site, tap room, small place. Talking to the bartender, and then the brewer came out. We didn't talk, I mean, we talked a little bit of beer, but it was just right. fun talking to like other people, and they seem much more adept at doing that because one, their customer basis is never going to be the same size as a brew pub. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, so it, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm that type, like. Hey, how, like, just talk to a bartender, meet a person, like, you know, hear about the local beer, like, just, I don't know, all that shit is what I, I get off on, and, yeah, like, I get it. If you just want a better experience for a craft drinker, go to brew pubs all day, but if you like what I'm talking about, then tap rooms, but if you're like Jim and you're not really going to be talking to a bartender or random people, that's not going to be your type, so... Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I love going to breweries, too, so, like, don't get me wrong, like, I oh, like yeah. doing both, but if I had my pick, I'd probably do the other. But. Well, Jim, now that the, uh, oh, let me knock on wood, now that things are, I guess, getting better, I'll say, <laughs> things are better, and we can maybe start resuming going back to those places, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you talking like a champ. <laughs> <laughs> to all the bartenders and brewers, Jim. <laughs> so what would you say the brainness is of this? Jim, I'm just going to get you to be able to say, hello, my name is Jim. <laughs> hello, my Jim. Hi, fuck. Where's he going? I think he's shitting himself again. Jim, for being such a social butterfly on Twitter, in person, <laughs> I don't know what happens to you. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, there's a definite disconnect there. <laughs> that's why i think most people that we talk that you talk to on twitter or we even have on the podcast assume you're going to be a certain way and then they're like wait he's much more quiet what's going on mm -hmm. <laughs> i am now there's there's a disconnect i've always had there yeah 
We're gonna fix it, Jim. I'm not fixing shit. I'm too old for that crap. We're gonna make. I I have to want to fix it, Bri. Bri, I'm 35. We're gonna. I don't need to meet new people. We're gonna make you a pretty girl. There is definitely more work that needs to be done there than just a little conversation. No, but I really do like that question. It is tough. Like I said, the wife and I, we have a place around the corner from us where we try to go there every UFC fight that we can because they have the best wings I've ever had. And like Jim said, a list of 200 beers. So my untapped, I'm hitting achievements left and right when I hit there. I bet. (laughs) But yeah, no, um, both are great. I will say, brew pubs are always going to have better food, even if uh, a tap room has like good food trucks. Brew pubs almost always have better food. So if you're really hungry, keep that this in is mind. True. Too. Yeah, this is true. Jim, why is bar food so good? Because it hits the spot. Because you're already you're already drunk, so you're already in a mood for more, and you're already hungry, and then. <laughs> You're, you're not going to, well, depending on the bar. I've, I've been to some fucking uh, places that are like have like weird, like healthier-ish menus or like more hipstery kind of food choices. You're like, you're what, what, what are we go, doing here? Why is your kale here? Get, get, the, get this shit out of here. Yeah, where's my burger and wings? That's what I want. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. So, you guys, you let us know what you think. Which do you prefer, tap room or brew pubs? And name some of your favorite ones that you've been to. So I would love to hear that as well. All right, Chambers. So our final topic and another reoccurring. We have overrated, underrated. And I put this here. Um, looking around my room, I have, I don't have a collection quite like you, but I do have a few random toys. And one of my questions is specifically video game toys, meaning like a toy that was created after the video game. So like think of the Street Fighter G.I. Joe collection. I mean, there's a million examples you could give. Right. But um, what do you think about those? Do you think they're overrated or underrated? Yeah, because I was because I told you before we record, like, when I was trying to think of an overrated underrated, I was almost going to put something like that on there. Because I was thinking about, like, those, um, those, like, $120 action figures that are made of, like, the NES, like, uh, Jason and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, the Nika stuff. Yeah. Like those crazy recreations, and um, yeah, when I was thinking of that, I wasn't even thinking the uh, the growing up toys and shit like that. Like, um, yeah, man, I remember when I was a kid, I wanted those uh, Mortal Kombat GI Joe toys so bad, and I never I, had any of them. I got all those and all the Street Fighter ones. The Goro <sighs> one was my favorite, just because I was like, oh boy, four arms. Exactly, the Goro ones we all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's funny how they all had swords and toys and attachments that they want to get until like ten years later in the video oh, games, yeah. but yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, <laughs> nah, fuck. Because, like, I mean, I had a lot of, like, I would always be excited for, like, video game-related, like, Happy Meal toys and shit like that when I was a kid. Because that's the only way I was... And video game toys were way less prevalent back then, too. Yeah. So. Like, nowadays, just like video game culture, toy culture, it, like, with Nika, Funko... I, there's another one I forget who's like the other main one. I feel like back in the day, the only close thing to an adult toy line was always the McFarlane toys. Well, yeah. Like everything else was just your basic whatever toys, but like McFarlane, obviously, it always had movies, video games. Like they had a, 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 their finger on the pulse, and their their figures were crazy. And you talk about stocks that I wish I would have bought all of them back in the day. The amount those things fucking cost. I have a whole collection of the monster ones that I had to buy on eBay within the past 
five years. Spent way too much on them, but I love the shit out of it. But, um, yeah, nowadays, if the, an IP is popular enough, and a lot of them are video games, you're going to see video game toys. So, when I asked you this, because I collect a lot of horror stuff, I realized I don't actually have any video game toys. Um, but the ones I did want, like, do you remember back in the day, the Resident Evil toys? I actually, back when that, uh, that one shop that we liked before it went away, like, they had a Jill toy, and I was like, you should yes. go there. And you were yep. like, how much was it? And I was like, 30. And you're like, yeah, I'll pass. Yeah. Those are those toys I remember I really want because I love Resident Evil. But what really made me think about this is, isn't the idea of a video game toy kind of silly because ultimately you're getting a toy. Like, when I looked at toys as a kid, I looked at it as, like, I'm being able to use my imagination with something that I had in limited use. So a movie, a comic book, whatever. Now I do what I want with it. If you're doing it based off a video game, you're almost like you can already do what you want with the character in the video game to a degree. Right. So it's like almost limiting, and I never saw the purpose of that. Now, as a collector, you could still like it. The This is the only vice I have with collecting is I don't really open up the new toys I get. Like I just got the Puppet Master toys and Target because yeah. I love that movie. I'm probably not going to open it. But then again, if my son sees it and freaks out and wants to see it, I might open it up. But I'm not going to sit there and actively play with it. So, I don't know. To me, they seem overrated because it's just really not necessary. Oh, I mean, it's completely unnecessary. And, like, I think you almost nailed it where it's like, well, I mean, fuck. It's kind of like, look at the Amiibo. Like, you have people who collect a shitload of Amiibo and they leave them all in their boxes or the fucking Funkos. Or you have the people who buy all the Amiibo and the Funkos and they open them all up just to display in display cases and shit like that. Yeah. But it's not like... I mean, I think for the most part, it's even more so probably adults and kids who are buying the toys like this. And For sure. Yeah, especially for, like, the hardcore fandoms. Like, look at the fucking Sonic community. The shit they will buy up. Mm -hmm. So... And you see Sonic toys everywhere. And, like, people buy it up. And, hey... Like, you're, like, uh, like it does answer the question. I'm going to say overrated just because I don't get it. Like, I have enough... I have enough plastic that I don't touch enough as is. I don't even buy... I haven't bought limited editions of games in years because yeah. it's more plastic than I need. Like, it's just a thing that doesn't appeal to me anymore. But, I mean, yeah, when I was a kid, I would have loved to have had more of them. Like, I really regret not getting those Legend of Zelda Ocarina toys when they came out. <laughs> so I was like, oh boy, I could have Link and Ganon and Zelda. That would be cool. And then I never saw them. And now they're worth like 200 bucks each. But that's even beyond the point. But once again, yeah. See, you... I mean, I remember seeing your dad's room. And that was like... I don't. I still don't know how you grew up and didn't want to open up. I mean, I'm sure you wanted to. No, I mean, I already had a shitload of them opened up. And yeah. by the time, like, he kept, he kept collecting after I was kind of done playing with toys at that point, too. Yeah. But it's just, like, toys are the ultimate, like, if when you are past a kid. And I said, I openly admit, especially with horror stuff, I still get it. I can't explain the joy I get out of getting, like, a Jason from Part 6 Nika toy. But I do get a joy of, like, looking at it, whatever. I'm not playing, like, I'm not doing anything. I do have a whole thing my wife got me of the Funko Horror, like, minis. Like, a yeah. whole display. I have a whole bunch. And I, I get this tactile joy. I don't I do not do anything with it. All I do is I look at it. And I can't right. explain why I like it. Like, every other median or media I source I can think of, you can get some kind of joy because you're reading a comic, listening to music. Toys are a weird one where I get there's a joy there. 
But I still never connected fully with the video game connection of, like, the IP was a video game. Because I saw that as pointless, even though I collect all these other ones. Yeah, so, no, I would really like to hear from the people who actively, like, collect video game toys. And it's like, you know, let us know, like, do you actually open them? Do you even play with them? Do you sit there and go, pew, pew? Or, you know, is it just for the collection and, like, your fandom, blah, 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 blah. Because, yeah, like, I mean, we're in stores, like, you know, shopping for toys for my kid, and I'll see a video game thing and be like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yes. And the wife will be like, well, do you want that? And I'm like, eh, I'm not going to do anything with it. So I just pass. Especially because, like, toys are way more expensive now Dude, than I remember as a kid. that's what I was going to say. I remember distinctly, I had the chores of cleaning up dog shit, taking out all the trash, uh, obviously mowing lawns, whatever. I get my $5 allowance a week. And I would take that $5 and buy the new Power Ranger toy every day, at, every week at Toys R Us. And I had almost everyone because I wouldn't miss it. Right. Um, nowadays, yeah, you go there, like those Marvel toys, they look awesome. And they, but like they're like 20 bucks, 25 15, bucks. 15, 20 bucks for a fucking action figure. I'm like, holy shit. Like, yeah, it, it's, that is insane to me. And the Nika stuff, like I said, the really quality shit is like, even, it's like $30 at least. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a different time. I, I don't get it. But Jim, I do want to ask, for toys, when you used to play as a kid, did you have a go-to thing you used to do? Like, I feel like every kid had a different way to play. Like, would you always just set up scenarios where it's like, just all the good guys versus all the bad guys? Or to be like, sending dudes on a mission to go do something versus the bad guys like what was your setup ah oh, because <laughs> i had so many goddamn setups too and like there would be the days when like i would just be playing with one set of toys or mm -hmm. where i'd be like mixing and matching everything together so like spider-man and optimus prime and wolverine and the green ranger would be together fighting against like you know some decepticons or shit like that mm -hmm. or fucking oh man or, like, you know, they would have their own secret base in a combination of, like, a WWF entrance ramp and a Cave of Wonders from Aladdin and yep. crap like that. Like, anything you could fucking throw together. Or sometimes I'd build a base out of Legos and they'd be going there out of that. I mean, I, I oh, man. I never had, like, a go-to. It was basically whatever I felt like doing that day. Because, yeah. like, I had a shitload of toys. All right, then what was your big, like, can you remember a time where you had, like, just a crazy setup that you're like, holy shit, I can't believe, like, how, like... Like, the biggest setup you set up? You know what the craziest setup I ever did was? Was at the height of my playing with wrestling toys. Because oh. I would use every toy chair or every little thing something could mm -hmm. sit on. And I would sit all of my other toys. Oh, you like sent a, a whole full, audience. I made a whole fucking audience in wow, arena. Wow, that's I would awesome. Use I would use big-ass Lego containers and shit like that and, like, shitloads of scotch tape and, like, make my own entranceways. Like, you remember, like, the WWF uh, fucking stands that, like, the figures mm -hmm. would come with to stand them up? I'd have them, like, hanging from the sides and shit like that as, like, the signs, almost like the Ico Pro signs in the fucking awesome. rafters and shit. <laughs> so I'd have these huge-ass fucking things and put on full pay-per-views and goddamn have uh, mixed tapes of, like, wrestling themes or, like, d like WF Raw to use yep. those themes and shit like that playing in the background. Those were, those. I put some fucking work into those goddamn things. Dude, it's funny you said that. My mind was somewhere completely else, but I remember, yeah, my wrestling toy collection was fucking crazy. And before WWE came out that one ring, I remember it was the black ring with the spiked-style turnbuckles and the red ropes 
and it was like a big plastic jaw and like it was a legit bigger ring where some of the newer figures could all fit in um yeah i remember my dad used to sit down with me and build one like out of wood big ass rubber bands like holy shit it would break like he would build it with me all the time and i appreciate now looking back i'm like man he had way more patience i I need to develop that level because like we would build this shit and he built a legit size one it wasn't perfect and i could get splinters every once in a while but goddamn, (laughs) if i didn't have so much fun with it but yeah same deal i would set up like yeah like you said pay-per-views i would even like keep track of like even if it wasn't full wrestling guys i remember using tombstone from spider-man the animated series as a brock lesnar stand-in and he would just Uh f5 the shit out of everyone in the rings but like those i remember the wrestling i almost put in a separate category i i of course as a young kid night living dead came out i love zombie movies i would take all whatever 200 toys i had probably more I always had one container full of all the weapons from all the G.I. Joes and guys. And mm-hmm. then I would set up the buildings and I would be like, this group is walking down. And I would literally real time like, all right, this guy got infected, this guy. So these are zombies. They got to get away. Like I would set up a whole cityscape going like up my couch and shit. And like they're trying to escape all the zombies. And yeah, dude, I just whew, I remember that shit. And what sparked all this really was I was playing with my son the other day. He has a huge Batman castle, and we did that. We did, like, all the good guys, and then the bad guys were coming in, like, led by the Joker. And, and it was funny, like, seeing all that. I was like, damn, I'm getting back into playing with toys again. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little... Actually, what fucking... Ever since we got the dog, my kid barely touches her toys anymore at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when uh when she was when before the dog, like oh god, playing, I love spending the time with my daughter. But no matter what toys we would play with, it always turned to these would be the mommy and daddy, and these would be the kids, and you tea know, parties would be and all, all of them. Yeah. Not even tea parties. It would always be like, oh, we're gonna get married. I'm like, fucking stop. This is weird. <laughs> You're just not used to that, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I. Uh... Yeah, it's funny. Like, I get excited. Like, I, I have a bunch of old totes of all my Power Rangers and shit. And, like, I just got to clean them up. But I'm definitely giving it to him as he gets older and older and playing with them. And I'm, like, almost looking forward to that. But, like I said, oh, yeah. to kind of bring it back around, I still don't, even with all the fun we have with toys, I don't see the point in the video game toys in general. I think they're just, overrated. Just for the looking. Yeah. So, I would truly love... If you are someone who collects them, like Jim said, let us know below. Why do you love them so much? Do you think they're they are underrated for any sense? Because to me, they look they are just more of a cash grab of an IP that you're already playing with them in a virtual world, so you're getting a good value out of those characters. I think the most wild ones are like the Fortnite toys because it's like oh, you don't even have a character I mean. to fucking stick yourself onto. You're just like. You're like, oh, it's like a random character generator guy. of the toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Well, we know they're not in China. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, Jambers, how did that uh blueberry beer treat you? Um, I mean four percent, so it's not exactly, you know, boozy or anything like that. Dude, it tasted like freaking fruit juice. Like yeah. everything I had tonight tasted like juice. So I mean if you're a person who doesn't like, you know, the hardcore beer taste. Even for being like a sour ale with blueberries, it just tasted like, like blueberries. fruit punch berry juice. Yeah. yeah. So, nice. 
yeah, I mean, it was really tasty. Don't get me wrong. So if you're like a hoppy beer snob, you'll probably hate it. But if you don't like the taste of beer, you will love this. Yeah. Yeah. And as I said, Maple Mistress for a while there used to be one of my favorite beers. It's still really good. I highly recommend it. The problem is at 9.5%, this shit goes down way too smooth. Mm. And I can feel it sneaking up on me. Like, you know when you get that, like, all of a sudden the blood rush to your face? Yeah. Once you start, like, I'm starting to feel that. You got the worms coming in. Got the worms. It's so delicious, though. Highly, highly recommend it. But with that, we do want to say thank you so much. If you're still listening, please, if you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the notifications. Checking the Patreon right now. No updates. <laughs> so forever hold your peace, goddammit. <laughs> and if you do support us on Patreon, special, special thanks to you guys. If you do want to support us, as Jim said, check the link below. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, hopefully it's fixed by now. Um, please give us a five-star rating. It would really mean a lot to us. And we always do like to respond to those comments. And we always appreciate support in any manner. So with that, we want to say have a good night, everyone, and cheers. Cheers, guys. Gotta get my thingy for the picture. Get it. Mm. <laughs> I was something to do it, but you would use that. <laughs> Jim. <laughs>